You are listening to The Building Code, a podcast by BuilderTrend where we talk all things technology and construction. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode where you can find out how to be a part of The Building Code crew. Let's get it. Hey everybody, welcome to The Building Code. I'm your host, Paul Worth. Thank you so much for joining again. This week's episode is really awesome. Uh, I have a friend of mine and a celebrity in the industry. He's going to hate that I said that. But uh, Nick Schiffer from NS Builders in Boston. Um, he's a longtime BuilderTrend user. More importantly, he's got some great podcasts and just has a ton of great knowledge about being an owner. So um, very happy to bring on Nick. All right, Nick, Nate, thanks for joining us. You're out of Boston right now? Yes, I am. That's your office? It is. Yeah, you know, you, podcast you, booth, office, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your podcast for sure because people need sure. to be listening to that if they're not. I'm sure, actually, I would bet that a good majority of people uh, if they're listening to our podcast, they're listening to Modern Craftsman. So I hope so. We got some good. If and not, vice versa. Yeah. If not, we'll uh, we'll we'll definitely get them to do that. I think it's so funny in the background. You have a bunch of these blueprints. I just feel like that's like a stock thing at every construction shop. It is. It's like, <laughs> it, and it's funny because uh, you know John gave me flack because it holds like six blueprints. Yeah. And I just I only had three sitting on my desk, and I was like, hey, a little. It's a wine bottle holder. Oh, actually. Okay. And I threw it up there and I threw the plans on it. And it's like, those plans are now, I don't even use them. Right, exactly. It's, like the, it's I thought it would be helpful. And it's, just, it's those are going to sit there for five years. Perfect. Yeah, well, they're going to they're gonna look good in all the Zoom meetings. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's a good question. So obviously we're into eight months of the pandemic. And uh, we can definitely talk about how you were feeling and like, you know, sort of how you navigated that, which was pretty scary yeah. time for everybody. Yeah. Um, but have you been doing a lot of Zoom calls? Like, does that exist with potential clients and clients? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we actually had we had one client, uh, and we were just chatting off air about it. But we had one client where we never met in person. Seriously? Uh, yeah, wow. met through over Zoom, interviewed over Zoom, reviewed plans over Zoom, signed a contract over Zoom, went to start construction over Zoom. Well went to start construction with a zoom like hey kick off mm -hmm. uh unfortunately that project walked away and i do attribute uh part of it to zoom uh and no and no offense to zoom no, but yeah. i think i think the 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 thing that we had to navigate was the people reading and realizing like who was the right fit for us because mm -hmm. we had a second project very similar we went really far down the the road because when all this like when, when the pandemic started it was you know i i'm like all right sales mode like we oh, have yeah. to make sure we're, mm -hmm. we're 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 mentally and and financially prepared so i was going after every project and i i was I, everything like every single I, I was built like drawing a funnel for the, every client like mm -hmm. where are they i yeah. need to i need to call them today i need to email them tomorrow and we got to far down these roads with these clients and i remember one of them i met in person and we walked the job and I was like, wow, I missed every red flag. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, this just isn't our job. And I, I walked away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, had a few others that we had met and, you know, met with. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Zoom has been huge. You know, we're, we're meeting with clients on a weekly basis over Zoom. Um, mm -hmm. where, you know, we're not doing our weekly meetings on site, mm -hmm. you know, the site stays active with our guys, but the client just, we, we'll do a check-in with them, um, reviewing drawings with architects over zoom. Um, That's you know, funny. even networking, it's like with, with people that we want to meet or architects, it's everything's been, it starts with zoom and right. you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the beginning of dating. Right. And then when, when we're comfortable enough to meet in person, it's like, all right. 
I'll grab my mask. You grab yours. We'll go to a coffee shop and we'll grab a coffee and sit outside. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. So you know how, like when you text somebody or email somebody, the context, you can't really tell, you know, I always, I always have a joke with my wife. Like when you text somebody, sure. That's like the worst. Like when oh, you, yeah. when you ask somebody like, Hey, can you bring a blah, blah, blah? I mean, they go, sure. You're like, Oh, do they hate me? Or right. is that like a, Oh, I sure. Every time I, yeah, you've met my wife. <laughs> yeah, she's I like, have. she's cool as hell. Yeah. But I get home. I'm like, what are you so mad at? She's like, what are you talking about? Right. I'm like, you look at the text you sent me. She said, Nick, I'm dealing with the kids. Like, like you asked if I needed yeah. anything. And I said, no. Yeah. Like yeah. that was it. I was That's like, well, funny. I wanted like a no thank you smiley face. And then I would have known you weren't mad at me, right? Just throw an emoji. You know, that's that's funny. Yeah, emojis can tell, would, would be actually go a long way. And maybe that's why they're so prevalent is because they can, they can sort of, you know, deliver that context of, yeah. of what a word can't. And it's funny, like with clients, I'll, I, I try to be real personal in like emails and text, mm-hmm. but, but get to my point, right? Like business, mm-hmm. business oriented, but mm-hmm. I'll add, um, an exclamation point. And, and I've, and I've had someone be like, what are you yelling for? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, no, that was supposed to be an excitement. That's like, the other thing. Can't wait, can't wait to get ex- started. Not like, you know, I'll find just, myself doing way too many exclamation points to bring some sort of color to it. Although I'm not that kind of excited person. <laughs> like, sure. It's like exclamation point, blah, blah, blah. Exclamation point is like, stop. Yeah, right. And know. it's like, what is, what's he on? Like, what's, he, what's, what's his, what's his problem right now? Like, he's yelling, sure. Too like, many coffees. Now he's really mad at me. <laughs> That's funny. So, guy, I, we'll have to talk to other contractors about that. If Zoom is, has maybe led to a, you know, uh, a situation where you maybe wouldn't have with, with being in person. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I just think the, the human interaction, at least for what we do, like, we're so involved. Mm-hmm. We're so collaborative with our approach. And we're working, you know, on, you know, high end homes. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of emotional, um, you know, investment on, on all parties here. So it's to not have that face to face time and that in person time, especially early on. Um, I think it's just way harder to filter whether or not the project is the right fit. Um, you know, after that, I think it's great. I think it's a great tool. Yeah. Um, I think it's great for check ins. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, reviewing contracts um you know a lot of stuff has has you know become more digital and that was you know i knew when going into this regardless if we were going to get shut down or what is that i wanted to streamline the things that we did by digital you know uh digitizing a lot Mm -hmm. of it you know our contracts like the back and forth emailing downloading a pdf Mm -hmm. finding a docu like whatever it was like making this stuff easier to to navigate through um, you know, today's world, right? Yeah. Uh, this is just a massive learning opportunity for the entire, the entire world, but like we'll, we'll speak specifically to our industry. I think it's a massive opportunity for all of us to learn on how to improve efficiency. Yeah. I, a lot of people say it was coming. It was, it was slowly coming and this was just a big push forward the pandemic, which totally. I think was yeah. one of the positive things we can come out of this. The other positive thing is that, you know, construction really has boomed, which is, you know, what do you attribute that to? Yeah. I, you know, I get I, some of it, right? Like the, the, the general thing would be like people are in their home more. They're staring at the wall. They've always hated blah, blah, blah. Right. Sure. Is there a little bit of that? Yeah. But new, con- new home construction is booming. Like everything is. So what is that? But I, at least for us, I think it's just the, the you know, everyone exiting the cities. Oh, like, really? You know, wanting, wanting more space. Like, hey, you know what? 
maybe it is time to to have a, a backyard. Maybe this is an opportunity I see. to you know actually move away from the the hustle and bustle. Um, and you know because let's think about why people live in the city, right? Right. For work, mm-hmm. it's close to work, cutting down commute. Well, if the entire world goes work from home, mm-hmm. you know it's like, wait, I can do my job from home. I don't have to live in the city anymore. Right. Let's 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 take the the million dollar condo we have and go buy a, a house four times the size for a million bucks in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the other thing is too is like it's not just people who work for the company X that's downtown Boston. But it's like, even if I think people felt like they had to be in the mix of things like networking and like having coffees and like they would be missing out. And I think this made yeah. people realize, no, no, no. If you have a strong online network and you have strong relationships, there's plenty of, of spaces to do that online. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. And, you know, I think I don't think that's going to go away, but I think that's where you're seeing a lot of the people that have made it right. Like mm-hmm. they're they're comfortable they've networked they're Mm -hmm. in a position where they're really content in their career and they'll Mm -hmm. continue to grow but they don't need to continue to be part of the scene right right? so they realize it's like Mm -hmm. i'm ready to we're we're at a point where we were always planning to leave the city Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity where we can leave the city and not have it impact my work or i'm out of work and it's time for me to move it's Mm -hmm. like let me restart my life now instead of restarting it today and in five years right so I just think the new home sales, you know, people are looking for more space. And mm-hmm. I mean, even I live in the city, like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in South Boston and our the market is ludicrous. Like the amount of rentals right now is in the hundreds. And it's the, the like the rent rate is so low, like so low mm-hmm. where to the point where we, you know, my wife and I joke, it's like we could rent our house out mm-hmm. for more money than our mortgages and then go rent a place down the street for less money. Right. And like still come being up being this yeah. like yeah and, and still and still being in a great spot. Yeah. But it, it is it's just you know I think people are realizing that it's time it, it's an opportunity for them to reconsider the the city lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll ever go away. No. You know I like the media says that New York is dying. I don't think that's right. necessarily the case. Jerry Seinfeld um, had something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think it will go away. I think, I think, you know, there's just a restructuring and, you know, the people who really want to be there will be there and and new people will come in by the way, if if, a hundred percent, right. It's just sort of a a shuffling of everything, which I think is really interesting. We don't have that issue here in Nebraska, the big city, you know, that kind of thing. But so I I guess for people who don't know, uh, which there are probably very few since you have like 125,000 followers on Instagram, but tell tell the listeners about NS Builders. Just brief overview, you and your team. Yeah, sure. So I started the company as a, a carpentry company uh, seven years ago, and we've grown into a um, almost twenty person uh, high end home building and remodeling company here in Boston. Uh, we focus on you know primarily r- remodels and renovations, uh, getting into some new construction, custom homes. Uh, and we also have a in-house cabinet and millwork shop mm-hmm. where we handle everything from design, fabrication, as well as installation. All right. So if you're in Boston, look up Nick. If not, doesn't really matter. Tell your friends. You can still look me up. You can still look him up. <laughs> yeah. Follow him on follow him on Instagram. You're, this is the third yeah. time on the podcast, so hopefully people know you already. But well, they can follow me on TikTok too. I, oh I join my. TikTok. Oh my. But I. 
I, I'm just not good at it. I don't know what to, I, don't, I still I, don't know what it is. I, I've been trying, I've been I mean, watching those shuffle videos. I just can't figure it out. I mean, it's so funny. You know, uh, my wife's on TikTok uh, for her business, and then my kids, are, of course, are on it. And yeah, there was <laughs> my daughter, who's 11, was helping hang the lights on our roof. And I look over and she's doing a TikTok on the roof. <laughs> I was like, okay, this has gone too far. Stop. Yeah. It's like that. I got a million likes. She's like, like check it out. But no, I mean, TikTok, I think, is, is uh, I mean, it's just so big. You got to kind of yeah. like, when those things are happening, you got to do it. And that and that's a good point for people to know. You've really doubled down, I guess. You've invested time uh, and money into your social media. We've talked yeah. at length about how that's helped your business. I still don't think enough business construction companies are doing it. But, you know, what that decision came pretty organically or... You know, what was, what was that like for you? It did. It, I mean, I mean, to think back early on when I started the company, it was, it was myself and a helper mm -hmm. at the time, my cousin or my brother, but we, I just wanted to share, like, I've always been, um, I've always liked to share what I do. It's mm -hmm. just like, I have fun with it. I like getting feedback. I, I like, you know, knowing how I can improve. And the mm -hmm. best way to do that is to kind of put myself, you know, uh, put the work on a pedestal and have everyone knock it off. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So early on, I, 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 I did that through, you know, I realized social media was an opportunity to do that. And I remember, um, I actually remember who it was and what they, they reached out to me for, but someone had reached out saying, Hey, listen, I, I, I follow you. I think we should connect and I'd like to do, you know, I'd like you to do some work for us. And that way it was like right then and there, I was like, I can use this as a platform for sure. So my, my, personality like i it's obsessive like when i realize something works or when i realize i like something i want to know everything about it you go and yeah. it's like then i went down this rabbit hole like you know i, I caught on to gary vanderchuk when you know mm -hmm. he was just starting out in like the the social media world i shouldn't say just starting out but like early days of him and just paying attention to what he was doing and and that's who you know really i attribute a lot of what i brought into my industry is that he was just documenting, doing the selfie stories, talking about it on Snapchat, on Instagram. And I just started realizing that this was an opportunity for us to showcase our work. And I wanted to do it in as organically as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's grown. And now we have like Doug on our team who handles all the, the, the awesome video that we do. Mm -hmm. So it, there is this, you know, level of filter to what you get to see, right? Like the, the cool work. But I've used that side of it to really market towards who I want to be working for. And, you know, and I have to think of that really mm -hmm. carefully where it's like, yeah, we might do a lot of traditional work, but ideally I want to do more contemporary. So I have to be selective with what I show, because if I keep showing that I'm doing traditional, I just get hired for traditional. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to curate like, hey, this is the work we do and this is what we want to do and just be really open about it. And then, you know, through others like LinkedIn and, and, and YouTube, there's always all these avenues where I get to share different aspects of the business where it's like, sometimes I'm talking peer to peer. Sometimes I'm talking to a client. Sometimes I'm talking to a, you know, a prospective client. So all of those things, you know, are, I have to consider those, I have to consider those things, you know, in uh, depending on what platform I'm yeah, on. Yeah, every pla it's it's weird. I don't know if they came out they started this way, but every platform's got its own identity. And it, it's it's becoming more yeah. and more clear every day. Like LinkedIn right. definitely business like it, it's professionals connecting in my opinion. Twitter feels like it's just news, 
right? Like it's yeah. it's it's sort of like what's going on industry wise. Facebook feels like it's it's go- morphing into this whole other thing. Like yeah, it's like community it, based, yeah. right? It's like it's like you want to talk to you know your neighbors, right? It's very it's very and the the thing about Facebook and this is something that I'm at, like I should I, I shouldn't be necessarily spending my time doing it, but I. I actually really enjoy the marketing and, and sales targeting side of things mm-hmm. where it's like when I start understanding the, the, the process of sales and the, the psychology behind sales and then, com- and then connecting that to, you know, Facebook ad trafficking, mm-hmm. the fact that I can traffic an ad to you, Paul in Nebraska, it's like, I only want Paul to see it yeah, it's wild. and I can go through this list and like get you to see just an ad for what I want. So that's been an interesting kind of like, side project I work on at at night, right? It's like, Hey, if I want to work for a particular client, I have the opportunity to only talk to those clients. That is what's great about that. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something like the type of work you want to do, uh, contemporary. What's that about? Is that like just your own sort of like, like what, like how your eye sees things that like, what that's what you like, or is there a clientele associated with that, that you, is it both? Uh, no, I don't think it's a clientele. Um, I say that, but I, I also wonder if I am, am wrong there because the, you know, contemporary tends to be more expensive when it's done well. Right. And that's, when I say done well, I think that's, that's really key because I feel like modern, the word modern and contemporary and luxury are so diluted these days where it's, you know, modern, like that's not true modern architecture when, you know, they're, they're marketing it as new modern luxury apartments it's just they're 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 diluting the word but true modernism and and contemporary in you know like west coast style Mm -hmm. hillside homes you know australian architecture like that stuff it it just i'm obsessed with it it's so well done and what the reason why is because everything is so intentional and really really thoughtful right so there's just really clean lines it's very simple the use of materials is really just incredibly well thought out. And that's what really I appreciate. Now, I don't want to pigeonhole myself because I actually really appreciate traditional. I love interior interior trim. Mm-hmm. I love when it's done well, mm-hmm. you know, and the I look at it in two different lights where, you know, I think our custom builds will always be client driven. And I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where our customs are only contemporary. Maybe we'll get to a point where it's like, you know, NS Builders broke the contemporary market. They're the best contemporary builder. That's the only thing they build. Right. Right now, I don't see that. I see if we get into building a spec or a a, a for sale property. Yes. Then I see us building like what I envision in my head as a product. And, And because I believe that this, you know, Boston just it will support it. It just like people don't have that option when they're out there looking for a home. Right. In so they're, they're, yeah. In our market where yeah. it's, you know, what if we put it on our market, you know, it might get to a point where it's like, yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for, for sure someone to do is. it. I'm sure. I mean, you're, you guys oh, are so big. Agreed. There's hundred percent right. somebody waiting for that. So I want to talk to you about that because you, you have a wildly popular podcast. I recommend every listen to it. The modern craftsman. It's you and a couple other con- construction, you know, industry people, um, Johnny and Tyler. Um, yep. And so we'll link to that because it's definitely a, every Monday. It's like on my list. I listen to it. So it's called the modern craftsman. And I, and I wanted to ask you, I think we've talked about this before. Is it, I, is a part of that, like you guys trying to bring some sort of quality 
back to the to market. Um, maybe it started that way. Maybe it's not anymore. I want to talk about that, but then I also want. I've I've always asked wanted to ask you this question, which is, I'm sure you don't, but do you look down on 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 building companies who are who are out there to make a profit and like, hey, here's the market. No. They want like these these condos. I'm just going to bang them out and make some money. You know what I no, mean? No, I I understand your question, and I know it's it's uh, deeper than that. So mm-hmm. let me do my best to answer it. I don't look down on companies that are looking to make a profit. Right. I would look down on a company that is um, intentionally putting out inferior products or dangerous products. Right. Or dangerous I think that's living. It. You know, it's if if you're intentionally putting out a um, a product that you know. I'm going to just use the word dangerous, whatever that means, yeah, whether no, it's structurally I, I, dangerous, yeah. mold, whatever. Like right. if you're, if you're intentionally doing it, yes, I think you're like, you're, you're scum. Right. And that's, but, the, you know, yeah, that's what, what's given this industry in, in some ways a really bad name. Uh, right. The, the, the reference that you make uh, as far as, no, we just, you know, we're, we're in here, we're going to turn and burn 150 homes this year. You know, I don't, I don't look down on that. There's a huge, that there's a huge market for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and, and that market's never going to go away. There is, I would say the majority of people in this world really don't care what their house looks like. Mm-hmm. If I get a roof over my head and I don't have to deal with anything, like I'm good. You right. know, yeah, it, 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 they just have to understand it's a different market. It's like, you know, it's so easy to refer, refer to cars, right? It's like, it's like going out and buying a Camry or going out and buy, you know, a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not buying the Ferrari because... It, it, it's going to get you from point A to point B right. in a better or, or a better manner. Mm-hmm. It's because you want, you want to spend a lot of money on a fancy car or you appreciate like high end quality, yeah. like the right. Or you're, like, yeah, exactly. Like there's an appreciation for it, for whatever your motive might be. Right. There's, it's just a different market. And I think people can contri- like uh, attribute homes differently than that. And they shouldn't because it's, you know, the guy building track homes versus the guy building customs. It's yes. It's classified as a home, but it's a totally different product. Absolutely. And so it, it's just, a, so your modern craftsman sort of vibe is more about like people. It under, really, it's, yeah, I, I guess, is it, is it about people understanding the amount of thought and craft and like hard work it goes into making something truly custom or truly like good quality? You know what, it, it, Paul, I, it's, it's hard to answer that, and, and but the show is about peer to peer. Right. That, it's not yeah. like it's not about the client listening and be like, "Yeah, I got to hire Nick." Right. It's 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 so much about peer to peer in the sense that you know when we're talking to individuals, ourselves included, that we're open and we talk about our challenges and how we built our business and things that you otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like even simple things like, you know, taxes, like why don't we learn, why don't we learn in school what we're going to pay, pay in taxes if we start a business? Right. It took me three years to figure that out. I think people are trying to figure out what, what people want to listen to. And I equate it to what I know, you know, I've, I've lived in sales business to business, specifically to construction companies, yeah. but I think there is a huge shift to content. And you can do, you can actually correlate that to sales. And you were just talking about that. You, you're trying to, you know, maybe spend some more time on your sales process. And I think that's great. And we should get into that. Um, but it's like people just want the real. Like 
they can go well, find everything too. online. So right, and and it's it really comes down to being relatable. You know, if yeah. we sit on a podcast and talk with, you know, uh, a guy that has, uh, you know, a super successful building company and talks about all the the wealth he's made and and you know how many houses he builds and he gets to work on you know michael jordan's house and like uh, you know whatever all mm-hmm. these like crazy things it's like you know what man i i just can't relate to this guy right but if he if he started off the conversation where it's like yeah i remember when it was me and my pickup and yeah. i had i had 50 bucks in my bank account and i you know and i had to go back to fix this house that i couldn't get you know all right now we're listening and it's you know that's the whole the whole premise behind what we were trying to do is that we want to we want to be in a position where we can talk and share stories and be relatable yeah so people don't feel as though they're alone because right. all of us at one point or the other felt as though man i am the only one in this industry that can't get my shit together right right and oh, that's a great in, point and it's you know and it's it's really like even to this day paul like i i there's times i drive home and i'm like what am i doing <laughs> it's like everyone else has got this figured out and i shake it and i'm like no yeah. i'm like i'm fooling myself like because and especially nowadays and it's so easy like i said earlier it's like mm-hmm. through social media it's there's this level of filter right you're you're getting only to see the 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 cool sexy stuff right where it's you know I tr- we we try to do our best about being real and being open about our our challenges and our failures because other people need that more than a lot of us understand you know For there's sure. guys out there stru- you know struggling with depression yep where mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's th- now we're talking about mental health mm-hmm. that is being you know compromised because of what this industry decides to showcase and what it decides to hide. Yeah. You know, anxiety gets used so much like that word. So part of me goes like, man, we overuse that word, but you know, maybe it needs to be like, maybe it needs to be chopped up and like better defined of what that means for the scenario you're in. But what you're basically saying is like every business owner, when they're on an Island, they have this anxiety about like, why am I in this position? Has everybody been in this position once or am I going to make it through it? Like, but basically through listening to the modern craftsman, you guys do a great job of that, by the way, but you, you do a good job. All three of you do a good job of like breaking that down. And and basically everybody's been through those hard times. And, and, you know, I think what we talked about uh, off air before we get on is like, let's get details on that. Like, don't just tell me you were broke and then you got Mm. a couple jobs. Like how broke were you? Like, tell me that. And like, how'd you get out of it specifically? Tell me that. Because as you said, yeah. it, that's going to help so many more people out. It's funny, Paul. You, like, since you said that, I'm like, all right. Now every podcast going forward, I'm just going to ask. Like, I'm gonna. They're going to try to keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah, and I'm no, just no. going to keep pulling the rope. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Keep going. We're I going love backwards. It. I think man. you should. Well, you know, yeah. Every, everybody loves. Like, I guess not everybody loves Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's like the podcast king. But you know, he's got four hour podcasts, and I find myself liking those the most because it's just like there's no timetable. Like, let's just you know what I like have the conversation. Him? Right. That Exactly. And that's, you know, I listen to him. Um, I don't I listen to him a lot. But when I do listen to him, I listen to him to in, in, with two different motives. I'm mm-hmm. interested in what they're talking about. But I'm even more interested in the way Joe interviews mm-hmm. where it's, you know, he really lets the guest talk. Mm-hmm. And the only time he's interrupting is when they like skate over something where it's like, you know, just like you said, it's like, 
yeah, I started my company and I was really broke. And then I've, I've been mad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what do you, like, you just skimmed over the fact that you were really broke. Like, mm-hmm. digging. And that's the way he approaches these things and, and, and make sure that, like, I, I think I attribute this to, you know, kind of how I do it on our podcast is that I'm trying to be the advocate for the listener. Yeah. Like, I know point. that the, the moment the listener, like, there's times where it's like, hey, wait a second, he's contradicting himself. I have to, like, if I don't call him out for contradicting what he just said, everyone's going to discredit this podcast. Yeah. Or they're just going to lose or interest. Every, or it's, it's gonna yeah, it's like fake. this guy's lying. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, and it's and it's awkward too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting across, like, I mean, it's Zoom, so it's a little less awkward. But yeah. I'm like, whoa, 10 minutes ago, you said something different. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, where is this coming from? Or, you know, or just asking the question of, you know, you know, yeah, I, I bought the company off my dad. And all right, well, how much did you buy the company off your dad for? Right. Where'd you get the money? And, like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, well, um, and I'm like, dude, this is these are, like this is what people are listening to. And they're and they're going to be screaming at the their radio if we don't ask these questions. Right. If we wanted to tune into, like you said, the filtered version, we've got that all day long. Like you see the filtered picture of the, sure. the happiest couple in the world on the beach. But what you didn't see is like how he stepped out her dress 10 minutes earlier and she yelled at him right. or vice versa. Like right. I would rather see all that. And then then that gives right. me context of it all. And I appreciate more. Uh, if if yeah. I saw the whole thing, so the other but podcast, are scared, yeah, yeah, exactly, and they want to like you. I think you nailed it. Like they want to know they're in the boat with somebody else, not alone. Or yeah. at at some point, somebody's been in that same boat with them. The one other point I wanted to mention is like yeah. you also have to teeter the, the 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 scale where it's like I have to remain professional enough because if I if I spill everything, yeah, there's this there there's this point where it's like. All right. Does this guy know have any idea what he's doing? Like, why would I hire him? Right. Right. So yeah. it is. It's you. You have to. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And and kind of teeter that scale, like being authentic and true, but also being professional. Right. And this is. But this is what I know now. You know, there's this great adage of like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like if you have to, if you are a contractor and you come in and you fix something in ten minutes. It's like, well, you're not paying me for my 10 minutes. You're paying me for my 20 years of learning that 10 minutes. So I think even even explaining that you didn't know it all, I mean, doesn't mean that you don't know it all now or or or, right. or well on it. So, so I, again, I mean, I can't tell people not to listen to Modern Craftsman podcast because it is it is sort of the long form, which is great. Like throw it on yeah. and, and you know do your work or work out over it because it's great. But then you you spun up another one. I, I just want it from your perspective, like what are the differences of like of the two different podcasts you have. Uh, the the one we just recently launched. Yeah, yeah. So like so, Nick, is the Nick yeah, Schiffer podcast. The Nick the Nick Schiffer podcast. So that one is just more. It's like 10, 15 minute spurts. Right. And you know we you know we we have the the extensive video catalog, and we just get a lot of questions where it's like, hey, like we I just looked at one just before we hopped on. It's like I'd love you to dig into how you review your employees. What's that look like? Perfect. And I'm like, you know, we could have a, we could talk about this for hours, but let's just do a 10, 15 minute interview on it. And so what I mean, very recently, as in like, like two episodes ago, I, I'm I'm bringing in one of my guys because I'm way better at, you know, when it's conversational. Yeah, for where sure. It's like if two, two of us are chatting, like I want I want Ken's perspective. I want Mike and Nick and any like I want my team's perspective on what I'm saying, because when it's just me staring at a, a camera. I feel as though I'm 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 speaking truthfully. Yeah. But at the same time, like there's times where I question, like, all right, is that in fact what I do when I'm on site? Yeah. 
And, and I want, you know, I, I, and having that feedback, it's just, I think there's some legitimacy to that. So it is, it's, it's about, it's really specific about one topic. We dig into it. I get as, I get as, um, you know, in depth and, and transparent as I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's really just like an addition to the modern craftsman. It's, you know, it's just another opportunity where, you know, let's talk about like personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's the, the business brand, but personal brand. I've always chose the, the authentic and the, you know, the transparent approach because, and the open to, 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 to share, because if I don't, if I don't answer the question as to how we do reviews, someone else is going to, right. Or it's like, how do you, how do you estimate a project? Or can you, can you share how you do this? Like the trade secret. Right. If I don't share it, someone else is going to share it anyway, and then they become the professional in the industry, and I'm discredited, and I'm and I'm forgotten about. So that's how you. Because I ask a lot of people this, like I ask a lot of people who share, like really, really like very specific ways you do thing as a business that's made you successful. Right. Is the way you think of it like why keep that a secret because I can execute like. Are you, well, are yeah, you you're I mean, not worried because there's there's knowing how to do it and then there's executing and, and both things have to happen at a pretty high degree to be really great. Right. I mean, the the if they execute at the same level or better than me, good for like great. The chances of that, you know, with anyone executing what someone else is telling them to do is low. Right. So exactly. But to yeah, so but the other side of it, it's it's pushing us to be innovative and like constantly be on the on the the leading edge, right? Like mm-hmm. if we're gonna share something then, you know, that better be like, we better be better than that next time. Mm -hmm. And, but to go back to my original point, if, if we walk through the process and share how we do something, you know, we're now we're the professional that they come back to, right? Where if we don't, and they find another professional that becomes their resource. And, you know, our, our reach is now narrowed because we're holding too much tight to the chest. Right. I love that. I love the way of thinking about it because I think, I think for so many years in this industry, because I've spoken to company owners and they're just like, yeah, this is our secret. Like, I don't want competition. I think that's transitioning. I think it's in a good way. It's, it's one of those things like a rising tide, you know, lifts all ships. And I think we yeah. need that to a certain degree because there's just plenty of business to go get out there. And, and, right. and you shouldn't be afraid of that. And I do think that we're getting to this, this era where we, there is a, a shift to that yeah. way more sharing, you know, it's way more collaboration. Um, I think it's Tom Silva that said it collaboration over competition where it's, mm-hmm. you know, let's collaborate, you know, and that's the way I want to work. I, you know, when I can't do a job or when a job isn't the right fit for us, I hate when I can't refer someone. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to have 10 guys mm-hmm. in my, in my back pocket where I could be like, yep, that's a great fit for this guy. Mm-hmm. I have two that I, I, I shell out, you know, every once in a while where I, it's, and it's usually on like the edge of like, I don't know if this is a really good fit for them, but at least right. like I know if they do take it, they'll do a good job. Right. Or at least they'll like, handle that, that lead, I guess you give them with care. Right. And like, they're exactly. not going to screw like, it up in some way. Yeah. So That's it is, it's, you know, it really, it really should be way more collaborative than it is. Yeah. Well, I love it. So, so, so <laughs> I think they're, they're, you know, the the producing people behind this podcast always want to give this like podcast a theme and right now it's sure. just paul and nick talking which i think is great yeah. <laughs> so let me just that's trans- actually that, that <laughs> might trend on twitter like yeah. paul and nick talking yeah so one of those the the nick shiver podcast let's say i lob a question to you like how do you plan for the year 
So like people yeah. are planning for 2021 right now. So like, yeah. what does that look like with you? Or what's advice to somebody out there? Like if I've never, cause I think a lot of construction companies are in this, this boat. We don't plan, you know, we just like, boom, job, job, job. Like yeah. let's keep doing it. And that's not a bad thing, obviously. But if, if I was going to take the step to plan, like what does it look like from the most base? So you asked, you asked two questions here. Yeah. So the first question you asked is how I would answer that. So I wanted to, uh, if someone lobbed that question at me and say I didn't plan or I didn't know, I, I, I would still answer it because I want, number one, I want to answer the question, mm -hmm. but I would just, I would walk through like, Hey, I don't plan for the year. And this is why mm -hmm. now you're asking the, the second question is what am I doing for 2021? The, the interesting thing with 2020 was that a lot of things kept getting delayed. So, right. you know, we didn't have as many job starts as we had intended. So while we remain busy, while we continued to work, you know, thankfully we were able to, we actually brought in another project to um, allow us to keep working. We didn't have the expected job starts and completions that we set out to. Mm -hmm. So that throws off our 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in one, in one mindset, it's, it's tough because you're, it's, it's always, at least for me, I, I think of like, oh my gosh, like we're going to, you know, we're going to end 2020, you know, on this terrible note. And then January one is all of a sudden this brand new fresh page of paper. Right. It's like, wait a second. That's doesn't work. That's down. not reality. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, you're just going to keep on going. Let's, right. let, let's focus on Q1, forget Q4. Right. Like, what are we doing for Q1, Q2? Mm -hmm. So for us, it's really been a matter of, um, preparing for the projects that we can control mm -hmm. preparing for you know getting the the right job starts in line we've taken you know opportunities this year you know for me a lot of reflecting of who i am who you know who i am as a leader taking more time to sit down with my with my people mm -hmm. and understand where i was screwing up like where you know what was i lacking at i i could see you know morale drop I could see, you know, communication drop. I could see issues internally and externally. And I, and I, and I realized that it was me. It was my, it was my approach to handling everything that we handled this year. Looking at 2021, it's like, all right, if we're going to go after the clientele we want, the projects that we want, the things that we want, here's an opportunity for us to hunker down, work internally, improve our systems, hire the right people, get the right, get the people that we have in the right positions, work with them to to set and obtain their goals professionally and personally, yeah. and then work towards that. And really just allowing the, the, the company as a whole to talk to me and explain what works, what doesn't, what needs to improve, how can they, how, how can I make their job better and taking that and then implementing it. But also from the other side of it is, you know, being, you know, unapologetic to the point where I want, I know what we want and I know that we're, we're young as a company, but I'm going to go after it. And, and we're going to put ourselves in positions to be in the projects that we deserve to be in, because I know the quality that we can put out and I know the execution that we can obtain. And I know that we're, we're fit to go after some of these projects that we otherwise haven't had the opportunity to. Yeah. That's so, a great, that's a great sort know, of it, like ethos for a business, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's, it, we, we're, we're genuine. I genuinely believe that we're in a position where we can, we can go after the, the things that we really want. And, but only, only if we, if I take the time and we take the time to restructure and, and, you know, become, you know, 
unite as a as a team and approach this and on everyone gets on the same page on everyone understands our why everyone mm-hmm. understands what we're after and everyone believes in it that's that's by far step one and that's you know really as we wrap up q4 here that's that's our focus going into q1 is you know reunite as a team and then go into uh the first quarter second quarter you know, essentially just, you know, charging towards, you know, th- that next goal. Yeah. Is it fair to say that, um, I've never been obviously a construction business owner you have, and, and we talked to so many of them. Is it fair to say that a good piece of advice would really take a stock of the things you can control and focus on those? Because I think, let me just kind of why I ask that is like, I think a lot of people are worried about, the market and like what's coming next and like what's the stock market could do and how's that going to affect people's willingness to buy and all that kind of thing. And you yeah. really can't control that. Right. So is it, is it fair to say that a good piece of advice would be take stock of what you can control your employees, your processes, yeah, you, you know, your sales process, like make sure you follow up on every lead, like that kind of thing. Is that fair? It is fair. And it's funny. I like, I got the chills when you said that because, uh, yesterday, uh, I don't know if you're a Jocko fan. Oh, what but, is that? Uh, Jocko Willink, he's a uh, Navy SEAL author, no. podcast. He's no. just like the a leadership guy. He's like all about leadership. Yeah. And um, this guy, Spencer Lewis, on Instagram, Insider Carpentry, posted this story. And uh, I hope he listens to this. A, a dog peed on his tools in the garage. <laughs> and he, he wrote back. But he wrote back and he like he he posted a photo of it and he wrote good. Like. I'm glad they did. And he writes good because you know what? That toolbox needed to be cleaned. And I, I dug into it more and, and reminded myself of like his Jocko's mentality of, you know, Hey, the market crashed. Good. Now it gives us the opportunity to restructure. Mm -hmm. Hey, COVID hit and you're, you had to shut down. Good. It gives you the opportunity to restructure and talk and figure out how, how to improve. Hey, you lost that. You lost that big job. Good. Now you have time to fo- refocus and go after another one. Mm-hmm. Hey, this client sucks and, you know, and is driving you crazy and doesn't, you know, maybe won't pay you. Good. Now you'll restructure your contract to make sure you're protected for the next one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really hard. It's and, and even for me, it's, you know, when I saw that uh, just two days ago, I was like, you know what? That like that's how my mind was in 2019 and 2020. I've, I've let this. I've let it impact me too much where it's like, I need to look at this as an opportunity of good. Mm-hmm. So you're, I think you're absolutely spot on is that, you know, what can I control? I can't control if the client's going to be mm-hmm. a dink or not. Like mm-hmm. I have to, I have to, I have to roll with it. If mm-hmm. they're a great client, good. If they're a bad client, good. Right. And how do we learn from that? How do we come out and, and improve on that? And it's just, it, it, it's a really, it's a much better mentality and it's so much easier from like you talked about earlier anxiety mm-hmm. where you know it's like you could sit there and worry about getting paid from that client and like that's a real thing for sure like that, that could put someone out of business there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that including myself mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not exempt from that right but if i if i let that control my thought process i end up on these worst case scenario not paid worst case scenario can't pay rent. Worst case scenario, can't pay payroll. Worst case, then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I I I lose my house in yeah. my in this mind sure. in this trail of mind, mm-hmm. you know, of thoughts where it's like all of those are worst case scenario. What what if 
best case scenario. Yeah. He pays you tomorrow. Right. It's like, why aren't you thinking of that or somewhere in between? Sure. So, yeah, I think, you know, you're abs- it's absolutely fair to say focus on what you can control and, you know, appreciate the things that you can. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, I just saw one of those like Instagram posts that like, you know, target sells on like a sign or whatever, but I, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a inch of truth to everything. It's like 2020 was where I was going to go get everything I didn't have. Uh, but I realized 2020 is where I, where I appreciate everything I did have. Yeah. There's, there's like, you know, there's, there's, there's silver truth lining there. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll end on some good notes there. Nick, I always like appreciate the time, man. Um, this is the Likewise, third, my man. third time having you on. We'll hopefully get you again. Um, good luck in 2021. Keep killing it. Everybody listening, go listen to uh, the Modern Craftsman. Subscribe. The Nick Schiffer podcast is new. Subscribe there. And then you got some, you, you, you're on YouTube and all LinkedIn and all that stuff, right? We do. Yeah. We're, we're coming in with some uh, heavy YouTube content. So. Awesome. Love YouTube. So check them out there. Again, uh, wish you the best, my man. Appreciate it. Take care, man. Be well. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of The Building Code. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, head out to Facebook and join The Building Code crew. And finally, drop me a line at podcast at buildatrend.com. We want to hear from you, suggestions on guests or topics, anything. Thanks so much for joining and appreciate you.